Blue Vesushi. Bridget Jones's Diary. After a rocky start, Bridget Jones asks if Mark Darcy's staying at his parents for New Year. He says yes, asking her the same. She says she was in London at a party the previous night and is still hung over. He looks witheringly at her and leaves. Mark later tells his mother Geraldine he doesn't need a blind date with some verbally incontinent spinster who smokes like a chimney, drinks like a fish, and dresses like her mother. Tragically, Bridget overhears. Bridget allows herself a year to reclaim her life. She'll write a Watson All diary. Weight, 136 pounds. Cigarettes, 42. Alcohol units, 50. She'll find a nice, sensible boyfriend. Not alcoholics, workaholics, commitment phobics, peeping toms, megalomaniacs, emotional idiots, or perverts. Sadly, she fancies her boss, editor-in-chief Daniel Cleaver. Then comes Bridget's daily call from Jude, her best friend, who spends most of her time crying over her boyfriend. Bridget vulgarly insults Richard, but Daniel is listening. Bridget reels off something pseudo-intellectual, then thanks Professor Levis for calling. Daniel suggests Bridget just spoke to F.R. Levis, who wrote Mass Civilization and Minority Culture, and who died in 1978. The year's starting badly. She's flirting with the office scoundrel. Next day, Daniel comments on her skimpy skirt. She says he's being impertinent. Daniel likes her breasts. Discreetly, Daniel gropes Bridget's backside, suggesting dinner. At a book launch party, Bridget circulates. She approaches some highbrow literati, deep in discussion. When Salman Rushdie asks her opinion, she asks where the bathroom is, collecting a glass of champagne. Bridget crudely welcomes everyone to the launch of Kafka's motorbike, padding impressively. Daniel says her speech was a brilliant postmodernist masterpiece of oratorical fireworks. Daniel asks how Bridget knows Arcy Mark Darcy, also present. Daniel met Mark at Cambridge. Mark was best man at Daniel's wedding, but he ran off with Daniel's fiancée. 
Daniel suggests full sex at his place, later commenting on her enormous pants, which he likes. Bridget's weight's coming down. Now she's replaced food with sex. Her daily cigarettes are now 22, all post-coital. She answers her landline saying Bridget Jones, wanton sex goddess with a very bad man between her thighs. It's her mum, Pam. Pam says the spark's gone from her relationship with Bridget's dad, Colin. She's been talent spotted by the home shopping channel. Julian wants her to be assistant on his popular show. Pam's on screen next to Julian selling jewellery. Colin's amazed she and this tangerine-tinted buffoon are suddenly an item. Pam's even taking jaundiced Julian to Una Alkenberry's Tarts and Vickers party. In Daniel's convertible, Bridget's headscarf flies away. The hotel receptionist views Bridget with suspicion, since her hair has exploded in the wind. Bridget curses. It's Mark Darcy. They're all due at the Alkenberry's rockery. On a lake, Daniel reels off an obscene limerick, straddling his and Bridget's boat. He curses and falls in. Waist deep in water, blowing water from his mouth, he tells Mark the water's lovely. Daniel must return to town, but it's very important Bridget win the Tarts and Vickers costume competition. At the event, everyone else is dressed formally. Geoffrey forgot to tell Colin and Bridget the competition was off. Bridget visits Daniel's apartment and finds a naked woman upstairs. Daniel introduces his fiancée Lara, but Bridget won't be defeated. She starts working out and buys books promoting independence. Daniel says Bridget must give at least six weeks' notice. Bossy Perpetua says if Bridget gives one inch, Perpetua's going to fire her for being spineless. Bridget says if staying there means working within ten yards of Daniel, she'd rather have a job wiping Saddam Hussein's backside. New boss Richard Finch says they have live fire station feeds from Newcastle, Swansea, Sheffield and Lewisham. Bridget will slide down the fireman's pole and go straight to the interview. After some false starts, Bridget slides down the pole and lands on the camera. She shakes hands with Chief Officer Bevan, praises his fire station and says back to the studio. 
Mark enjoyed Bridget's report and is pleased it failed with Daniel. Bridget says she already feels like an idiot most of the time anyway, without him adding to it. He tells her he likes her very much, just as she is. Later, friend Jude questions just as she is, with no reference to body weight, intelligence, or size of breasts or nose. Sharon's also impressed. Tom checks that this is someone Bridget hates. Bridget agrees. November 9th. Weight, 138 pounds. Cigarettes, 3. Birthday, 33. The verdict in the Agani Heaney case is expected soon. The government wants to extradite Agani home, where he'll be executed. Agani and Heaney are married, and they fought for five years to keep Agani in the UK. Bridget gets cigarettes, but Eleanor Heaney and Kafir Agani have come and gone. Luckily, Mark Darcy was defending Agani. Mark then gives an in-depth interview exclusively to Bridget. Bridget's friends all yell happy birthday. They're proud of her, saying she looked really thin on TV. Bridget announces that Mark's joining them for dinner. Then Daniel walks in, surprised to see Mark there. In private, Daniel says he can't stop thinking about Bridget. He says she's the only one who can save him. Mark says he's leaving. Daniel says he and Mark should put the past behind them. Mark then orders Daniel outside barking his surname. Daniel jokingly asks if he should bring his duelling pistols or his sword. Bridget's friends rush outside to watch. Mark hits Daniel in the face. Daniel says that hurt. Mark puts Daniel on the floor. Daniel attacks Mark from behind with a dustbin lid. Local restaurant staff call Daniel a cheat. Tom asks whose side they're on. Sharon says Mark's. Jude adds that he also said he liked Bridget just the way she is. Bridget says yes, but Mark also nicked Daniel's fiance, left him broken hearted. It's a hard one to call. Both fall onto a restaurant table. Daniel apologises, then kicks Mark in the groin. Mark hits Daniel again. Daniel again pleads for calm, then insults Mark as he's walking away. Mark knocks Daniel out. Bridget asks what Mark's problem is. 
He pretends to be moral and noble and normal, but he's just as bad as the rest of them. Mark's been labouring under a misapprehension. He begs forgiveness and leaves. Daniel says if he can't make it with Bridget, he can't make it with anyone. Bridget says that's not good enough. She's not willing to gamble her whole life on someone who's not quite sure. December 25th Weight, 140 pounds, plus 42 mince pies. Alcohol units of thousands. Collins in pyjamas watching the shopping channel. Then Pam shows up. She says, close up, Julian was purple. Colin was always such a lovely normal colour. Pam thought they could have another go together. They embrace. It's the Darcy's Ruby wedding party. Mark will be there, still divorced. Pam mentions that his wife ran off with the best man at his wedding. Mark found both of them in bed on Christmas Eve. Bridget will be right down. Bridget finds Mark. Natasha tells Mark his father, Admiral Malcolm Darcy, wants to start. Bridget says she owes Mark an apology about Daniel. He said Mark ran off with his fiancée and left him broken-hearted. Mark says it was the other way round. Bridget apologises. That's why Mark always acted so strangely around him and beat him to a pulp quite rightly. In private, Bridget reminds Mark he once said he liked her just as she is and she wanted to say likewise. Despite his faults, Mark's a nice man, and Bridget likes him. Malcolm toasts his wonderful wife and companion, Geraldine. Also, their son's been invited to be a senior partner in the firm of Abbott and Abbott in New York. He also takes with him his brilliant partner-in-law, Natasha. Everyone toasts. Then Bridget yells no, backpedalling frantically that it's such a terrible pity for England to lose such a great legal brain. One of their top people, really. Bridget then says she'd better dash. She has another party to get to. Bridget feels like a spinster and lunatic. Her friends arrive to take Bridget to Paris as a distraction. Tom says if Mark didn't leap over and whip her up in his arms, then sod him. Mark appears and says it was an excellent speech. While Bridget puts on her tiny knickers, Mark finds her diary, 
and reads that Mark Darcy acts like he has a giant gherkin thrust up his backside. He's rude, unpleasant, and dull. Bridget hears him leave and notices her open diary. In just her underwear, she rushes into the snow. She finds him and humbly apologises. Mark was buying her a new diary. She hugs him. Onlookers comment on Bridget's lack of clothes. The couple kiss, and Mark wraps her in his coat. Starring Renee Zellweger, Colin Firth, Hugh Grant, Rated 15, Directed by Sharon Maguire, Released in the UK 2001, Runtime 1 hour 37 minutes. <laughs>